3: Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
4: They'll go inside, throw
0: up, and he he got it! He got it! He got it! I don't believe it! AJ Griffin at the buzzer.
5: That was AJ Griffin hitting the insane buzzer beater to give the Hawks a win over the Bulls on Sunday night. We will have more on him in a minute. But first, welcome to NBA Pulse, where we discuss the most up to the minute NBA stories with the people who write them. I'm Sarah Kustock, NBA analyst for the Yes Network, and today is Wednesday, December 14th. From our illustrious core group of NBA journalists, we're joined by NBA.com senior writer Steve Ashburner to discuss his rookie ladder article and the biggest news in the league. Today we'll cover A.J. Griffin, his ridiculous game winner, Jabari Smith Jr., and the Rockets' improvement, as well as Derrick Rose and his return to Chicago tonight. Ash, it's great to see
6: you. Yeah, what a pleasure, uh, Sarah, to join you. Um, we go way back uh, to some Chicago roots. So, um, yeah, this has been something I've been looking forward to.
5: We do. Only fitting, we're going to get to it later in the show, but then we get to talk about uh, Derek Rose, our our, uh, our favorite Chicago uh, rookie. I remember covering him when he first came into the league those those first few amazing years. So I know we'll get to that later. But speaking yep. of... of, of Young kid just doing some big time things. We saw AJ Griffin that shot the end of the game. He already had another buzzer beater. Tell us a little bit more about uh, about him and, and what you were writing in regards to that shot.
6: Yes, um, you know you, you pick anyone play in any one game, and you know it, it it doesn't have the longest shelf life. I mean, this was Sunday night. Oh my goodness, so many days ago. But uh, <laughs> the way that game ended was so crazy. Uh, There was seven points scored in the final second of overtime if you started it with uh, Trey Young's bucket with one second left.
0: Young with five. Young with two. Young delivers!
6: DeMar DeRozan hitting three free throws to put the Bulls up one.
0: One second remaining. Rogic to DeRozan. For the win. No! They called a foul!
6: Um, with a half a second left, as the uh, the officials determined, and then the uh, the crazy twisting, inbounded layup um, that A.J. Griffin dropped in.
0: Throw up and he got it! He got it! He got it! I don't believe it! A.J. Griffin at the buzzer.
6: Uh, you know, catching the Bulls uh, pretty much unawares and uh, and winning that game for Atlanta. I mean, Griffin. Griffin's got the lineage. Um, he had a you know productive season at Duke, and obviously his father is uh Toronto assistant and former NBA player Adrian Griffin. Um he happened to beat his dad's team uh That's in right. November yeah. with a similar buzzer beater.
0: Here's Trey in the open court underneath
4: Griffin! Got it! And the Hawks win.
6: And and his dad had to sit there and take it that night. Um you know, this two buzzer beaters for a rookie that hasn't happened in, in a rookie season since Tony Kukoc did it back in his first year in the NBA in 93, 94. So it's distinctive. And that to me is what gives it, you know, a little lasting impact. Uh, when you add in Andrew Nembhard uh, with Indiana and the, uh, the shot he hit at the end to beat the Lakers, that's three buzzer beaters for the class of 2022. And, um, you know that that that's representative for for any uh crop of of young players
5: yeah this has been a fun class to watch speaking of that and you mentioned mm-hmm. the the lineage of A.J. Griffin not just the son of Adrian Griffin he's also got a sister Aubrey Griffin who, who's doing great work for the UConn Huskies women's team only 19, year, 19 years old um where is he on your rookie ladder well, I've got him
6: moved up to uh to 6. Um he didn't crack the top 5, but he has moved up in recent weeks. His his role has increased with um, DeJounte Murray's absence from injury and um you know, he's not shy. He's he's getting his shots up. He's he's uh, logging his minutes. Um he's hitting three-pointers on a on a pretty regular basis if not at the best percentage, but game in, game out, you can count on him for one or more. And uh, I think he's making the most of an opportunity when you look at the uh, the backcourt there with Murray and and Trey Young. um you know, a j. Griffin has sort of uh, elbowed his way into into that rotation,
5: yeah, done a lot of really good things. I just saw him called a game the the other week. Uh, ten points two rebounds. You mentioned the shooting percentages. I think thirty three percent from three isn't. Quite indicative of, of how much he has been a threat, not only from three, but with his ability to get to the basket. So he has been a fun watch, as have, as I mentioned, a lot, a lot of good rookies this season. Number one still for you on your rookie ladder, Paulo Banqueiro. Uh Number two, still Benedict Matherin. Both those guys ha- have been so impressive. Uh, but you got you to gotta jump. Number three, Jabari Smith Jr., the highest that he has been thus far in your rookie ladder. What, what have you seen out of uh, the 19-year-old playing for the Houston Rockets?
6: Well, what I like about Smith is um, his uh, stick-to-itiveness, I guess I would say. Um, you know, this is a guy who was projected to potentially be the number one pick. It, it was up in the air, whether it would be um, Banqueiro, Chet Holmgren, or uh, Jabari Smith, Jr., and he ended up at, at number three. Um, a tiny disappointment probably for him uh he started out shooting uh, very poorly uh as the season began um and yet he has continued to work i hear he is uh you know uh, logging a lot of gym hours um very coachable player you think about that rockets um roster and and they have so many young players that they're trying to develop at the same time with um Jalen Green and Kevin Porter Jr., um, you know, uh, Terry Easton, uh Alperin Shangun. You know, they just they it's it's a bunch of young guys. And so a little different circumstance than if if Smith was simply the prize rookie and had a lot of veteran help. They could use some more veteran influence on that team. And when you got a backcourt with with Porter and and Green, um you know, making sure Jabari Smith uh, gets his shots is not number one priority. So I think he has worked through that. Things have sort of worked out a little bit better for the Rockets lately. And uh, I give I give him a lot of credit. He took a lot of heat uh, early on for not being high impact. And I think we're starting to see some improvement. He even uh, had a nice defensive showing against Milwaukee. Uh, Giannis, I mean, he was one of several players who who dealt with Giannis uh, in, in uh, Houston over the weekend. And Giannis ended up with matching his season low in points, and the Rockets won that game. So all that stuff is positive feedback for uh, for a young guy like Smith. And and uh, yeah, I got him up to three. We'll see what happens uh, from here on.
5: Yeah, it, and that's the fun part. I mean, you went through some of the players in that have been doing well for Houston had a big win uh, last night against the Suns yep. at home. They've won four of their last six. That included that double overtime win against Philadelphia. Last week, overall, as a group and as a team, what's impressed you about how the Rockets have been playing in this recent stretch?
6: Well, obviously, they've got uh, you know they're a pretty uh, irrepressible group. They're 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 so young they don't really know what they don't know, and um, you know on on energy on effort they can get a lot of things done they don't have the uh the, you know the the accumulated experience uh to navigate certain situations but if they catch teams on off nights maybe when they're not at their best i i think Milwaukee was was down a little bit um you know just a little weary and and you know Phoenix Phoenix has got some flaws and and teams are really pouncing on them these days so um it was it was interesting to see I don't have a rooting interest, but it was interesting to see Houston, you know, take advantage of that situation, and um, you know, and and they've they won a few games. I think they have a little bit of a smell now for uh, what it takes.
0: the green, the He that grandpa
6: style, man. It's all part of the maturation process, and um, there's there's plenty of room for that. Uh, down in Houston.
5: Definitely, definitely. Uh, well, we're going to take a quick break. Uh, but coming up, speaking of someone who's got a lot of years and a lot of experience, Derrick Rose is going to make his return back to Chicago as he's playing with the Knicks this week. And I know you've got an article coming out about that. So we will get to that right after this.
0: Did you ever play the over-under game with your friends? You know, think I could eat that slice of pizza in under 30 seconds? I know I did. If you have, then you're going to love Pick 6, the new fantasy game from DraftKings, an official partner of the NBA. Here's how to play during the NBA playoffs. Pick between two and six players and choose if they'll have more or less of a stat. Rebounds, points, assists, and more. Download the new DraftKings Pick 6 app now and use code DKHOOPS for a shot at huge cash prizes. That's code DK Hoops only on DraftKings Pick Six. The crown is yours.
1: Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler. 18 plus in most eligible states. Age varies by jurisdiction. Eligibility restrictions apply. Pick Six not available in all states, including, but not limited to, Connecticut and New York. For up to date lists of states, visit dkng.co slash pick six states. Void where prohibited.
5: Welcome back to NBA Pulse, joined by NBA.com senior writer Steve Ashburner. And Ash, as as I mentioned off the top of the show, Derek Rose uh, always will have a special place in my heart. I, I got to call some of his games actually when he was playing at Simeon High School. In Chicago yeah yeah state championship games watched him um, in the early part of his career as I was covering the Bulls and of course was running into you uh, during his his early years in Chicago some of those those brilliant brilliant times and especially with those Bulls teams Uh, but talk to me about your article that you have uh, coming out about him as he makes his return with the Knicks back to Chicago in the United Center this Wednesday and Friday
6: yeah, this was this idea was triggered entirely by the schedule and the NBA's um, new practice of having teams spend a couple of uh, games at a time in in a, a road city. The fact that the Knicks are, were here for two games uh, in the same week, um, you know, drove home the point to me that you know Derek Rose hasn't played two games in a row at United Center since he was actually a member of the Bulls, and that's wow. a that's a little bit of a ways ago. So um, I just thought. Yeah, you know, it would be worth a look at Rose, and then you 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 look at the next uh, level of that that angle, and um, you know Derek Rose is still grinding; he's still plugging away at age 34. And I remember, and you probably remember it, uh, Sarah. I remember that afternoon uh, in in uh, I think it was the end of April in 2012 when it was the first playoff game of that postseason by any of the teams, a matinee game. Derek Rose late in the game, uh, and it, it seemed to be decided, and people thought, well, he shouldn't even be out there. But he was out there and he blew out a knee um, in the anterior cruciate ligament.
0: Oh, oh, Rose came down bad on his left foot. See him? Holding on to his knee, holding on to his knee and down.
6: That afternoon, while we waited for a report from the hospital, um I mean the air had been let out of United Center never mind that particular um you know playoff ambition for the Bulls um but it really feel, felt like a like a hinge point for that franchise and it it proved to be just that I mean it, it that changed everything um not least of which was the trajectory of Derrick Rose's career and you know many people mourned uh, that moment and thought that would be it and when he struggled to rehab from that injury and missed a whole season when people had inflated hopes of him returning sooner. Um, You know, that was, that was a blow. And, and then he had other injuries in the wake of that. I mean, he had four or five surgeries and seemed to be rehabbing every season and you thought, well, that's it. And ultimately he and the bulls parted ways. Um, I think it was necessary um, for anybody to hit a reset button and um, he's bounced around, but he is, as a different player, he has um, carved out a career. He has stuck with it. Seems like somebody who, based on that early success, you know, didn't really need um, more money. And so he has done it for other reasons. Uh, love of the game, uh, competitive nature, uh, wanting to have a little bit more say in dictating you know, how his career was going to wind up than than it looked like he might have. And I give him a lot of credit. Um, You know, there are a lot of threads with the story in terms of, you know, would he have had to change his game anyway? Nobody really played... The way Derrick Rose played, I had never seen anyone quite like that uh, when he was at his had his best, uh, winning an MVP as the youngest MVP winner in NBA history. Um, you know, but can his body take that that above the rim explosiveness for a guy his size, six foot three? Um, you know, there's that. There's there's the fact that every NBA, NBA MVP has made it into the Naismith Hall of Fame. Every one of them. Well, Derrick Rose doesn't have the classic, you know, career in terms of longevity and quality that past MVP winners have had. So is he going to be the exception to that or will he make it anyway? And I talked to a number of people who give their views about that. It's, um, it's, It's kind of intriguing when you think of what he did in a short amount of time how he has extended his career and sort of how history will will look back at Derek Rose do,
5: do you think he will be a hall of famer
6: you know i do and i and i think it's as much um i don't think that particular streak will carry a lot of weight uh, that well, we got to keep the MVPs going into the Naismith Hall. It's not an NBA Hall of Fame. It is about basketball overall. And frankly, I think that will help him. When you look at the you mentioned his his days at Simeon, didn't he win two state titles? Yes. At, at Simeon. Yes. I mean, that's not an easy thing to pull yeah. off in, in Chicago and Illinois. Um, he he took a, a Memphis team to the NCAA championship game. They didn't win. But that that team didn't have a lot going until, you know, the season that Derek was there. And then what he did accomplish with the Bulls, I mean, three all-star appearances in a row, uh, the MVP, rookie of the year, uh, best record in the league a couple of times.
0: Derek, you've had a career year so far. You, You led this Bulls team to the best record in the NBA you are the youngest MVP in NBA history. And in a league of very valuable players, you are the most valuable. And It is my pleasure to award to you the Kia NBA 2010-11 MVP trophy.
6: Um, you know, that's a lot in a short amount of time. I think that, that he just burned so brightly and, and sort of streaked across our sky as a as this meteoric player that, you know, when he went through what he's gone through, it was a little bit out of sight, out of mind. He was no longer a a top-tier player, but uh, he's, he's put together, you know, a, an admirable career. He's helped his teams, uh, and I think the body of work, which is what the Naismith Hall really looks at, you know, will 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 look kindly on that when you and you think of some other players who've gotten in in recent years. I mean, nothing against them necessarily, but Tim Hardaway was Derek Rose a better player overall than Tim Hardaway? I think most people would say yes. Um, when you factor in the European, uh, you know, uh, inductees, well, Derek Rose was a part of two. Gold medal teams—they weren't in the Olympics, but they were world championship teams in the off years, and so that gives him a little bit of an international um, credit. And I mean, you see guys like Dino Raja, who people in the, in this country would say, "What a part-time player for you know Boston or whomever." Well, he did a lot overseas, and then Naismith Hall opened its doors for that. So I do think that Derek will make it, in maybe not first ballot, but. Um, yeah, I, I think that, and frankly, you know, I talked to Joakim Noah for this story, and he was very uh, quick to point out, this is not just a basketball career, this is an inspirational story. When you yeah. look at where Derrick Rose started, you know, in Inglewood on the south side of Chicago and, and, and the, the, the upbringing that he had, um, how tough that was, and what he went through as a player and, 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 and as a, a surgical patient. So so deep into his career, um, you talk about perseverance um, and and tenacity. And if there's a Hall of Fame for that, then he would be a shoein.
5: Yeah, you go back and, and look at some of those highlights. If people haven't watched those in a while, just just extraordinary, extraordinary play, Steve can't thank you enough for spending a little time with us again, go to nba.com to check out your rookie ladder, defensive ladder. And of course this article about Derek Rose that is coming out, uh, on Friday, we will have Michael C. Wright to talk his MVP rankings. Uh, but thanks for being with us, Ash. We'll see you next time.
6: Well, thank you, Sarah. Uh, Merry Christmas and, uh, happy new year to, to you and all the listeners. And, um, yeah, I'll look forward to our next uh, our next chat.
5: And thanks for rocking that Chicago Bears hat. A, l- a little home for me <laughs> here in the heart. NBA Pulse with Sarah Kustak is a production of the NBA and iHeartRadio. Please rate, review, and subscribe on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. We'll see you next time.